you have your Bible this morning, turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, we'll start reading in verse 9. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we go any further. Lord, I just come to you right now, Father, and I thank you for your spirit that I feel here right now. Thank you for the presence of the Almighty God, Lord. I just praise and worship you, Master. I thank you, Lord, that we have the garment of praise that we can put on for the to get rid of the spirit of heaviness, Lord. Lord, we can come before you no matter how we feel and begin to lift up your name, and Lord, we can find joy and peace. And Father, I thank you for that. And Lord, as the next few minutes, Lord, I just I, I desire above all things your anointing. I ask that you come, that you speak through me, Lord, that nothing I say would be my own words, but Lord, it would be strictly what you would have me to say, Lord. And God, I just ask that in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. How many of y'all are tired? You want to rest? For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. How many of y'all have ceased from your works? I bet I don't see many hands come up. Not because you're, you haven't ceased, but because you wouldn't dare tell somebody that, right? You wouldn't dare tell somebody, no, I ain't working no more. I'm too tired. Verse 11, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. So you see, and you know, this is a common principle today. First you go to work, then you come home and rest, right? So you can get up and go to work the next day. It's no different in the kingdom of God. First you work, and then you enter into the rest. But where do we find ourselves today? We try to swap that around a little bit, right? Think, well, I'm a I'm a Christian. I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. I think I deserve a little rest. This ain't the time to rest, though. There's plenty of time for resting later on. In fact, it's unlimited time later on for rest. You know, the the bad thing to me about coming home during the week is knowing i got to go back to work in the morning, right? When I was in the Army, I couldn't even enjoy my weekends because on the way home Friday from work, I'm thinking, you know what, i only got two days. And i got to go back to work Monday. Just ruined my whole weekend because all I can think about is having to go back to work. But when we enter our rest in the kingdom of God, when we leave this life and and go join Him in heaven, it's eternal. 
See, when I was in the army thinking about Monday, I couldn't enjoy my rest because I knew I had more work to do. That time was just wasted. And I would, you know, I would try to go do some things to because I knew I had just a limited amount of time and I better get it in now because who knows what's going to happen next week. Well, see, when in the kingdom of God, now y'all listen, this, this ain't nothing anybody here don't need to hear, I promise you. In the kingdom of God, you've got this eternal promise that you can work now, and when this life is over, you've got eternal rest. Eternal rest. So let's not, let's not focus on, I better get a little rest now while I can, because the time is drawing near. The time is drawing close when you won't have an opportunity to work anymore. There's plenty of time for rest later on. Plenty of time for rest later on. I'm not here to beat up on y'all today. I want this to be an eye-opening experience. I want you to see that you may have been wasting time. I'm not pointing the fingers at you. All of us can say that. I guarantee you there's not a soul here today that can't say, I have wasted a good deal of time that God has allotted me for service to Him. You see, this is not the time to rest. He never told you, come unto me. Yeah, He said, I'll give you rest. He didn't say... You won't have any work to do. What did he say? Take my yoke upon you. That indicates that you have work to do for him, right? And then I'll give you rest. You see, he knew the order. He knew what order it should have been done in. Y'all are awful quiet today. I don't know if y'all are just tired or or what, but there is heaviness in this place. I don't know what you went through this week, but I guarantee you I probably went through some worse things. So what I want you to do right now is forget about all that. Forget about it. It's behind you anyway. You may think, well, I still got stuff to deal with this coming week, and I'm just I'm weighed down and pressured and, and stressed, but I guarantee you if you can just put all that aside for a few minutes. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. You get a little kernel of of wisdom and truth here. And you might find something that you can look forward to. You see, a big problem with Christians today is they have lost the goal. They've lost sight of the direction they should be headed because they get wrapped up in pleasure. They get wrapped up in rest. I, I want to. I want reward for what I've done. Right? I, there's plenty of you here today that work for God. I'm not trying to belittle that in any way. There's plenty of you that have given unselfishly and and served God, but you're still sitting there thinking, "Man, I'm ready to rest. This ain't the time to rest." This is not the time to rest. I want to share another scripture with you. And y'all may be sitting there and you may be able to remember many off the top of your head that relate to this same topic. 
Luke 10, verses 1 and 2. It says, After these things, the Lord appointed over... Our, excuse me. Lord... I am completely tongue-tied. Let's try that again. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before His face into every city and place whither He Himself would come. Therefore said He unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that He would send forth laborers into His harvest. I want you all to know that that Scripture could not be any more true today than it was then. The, the harvest is great. There's, there's so many, probably more so now, because the numbers on this earth have expanded and grown. There's so many out there that need to be reached that need to be harvested. And there's so few, I'm not talking about there's so few Christians, I'm talking about there's so few laborers. People that will actually go and do. I already told you all this morning I wanted volunteers. See, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you. And in some ways, I believe that's my job. To make you stretch. To give you uh, something to look toward. The Bible says without vision, without vision, the people perish. Man, anytime. Come on. <laughs> Whenever you want to. Without vision, the people perish. That means you need to see what you're going toward. And that's, that's my job is to to listen to God, to take that uh, direction from Him and then give it to you, to show you where you need to be headed. And I'm telling you right now, the Word has not changed. The Word still says, the harvest is great. Jesus sent those disciples two at a time into places that they could reach people, right? What was the purpose? What was the purpose? To show them what they needed to be doing, right? So that they could reach people that didn't know where they needed to go, what they needed to do. Look, there's still people today that don't understand. They may have heard the name Jesus before, but they don't understand who He is. They may think that actually spells Jesus. Right? Right? They don't know that the name Jesus any differently from the name Jesus. It's just letters to them. But you can go and reach those people. And you may be sitting there thinking, I don't have the ability to go talk to people. Bull! Okay? Bull! And you may think that's kind of off color. I don't care. Listen to me today. Listen to what I'm telling you. You need to wake up. We, as a church body, need to wake up. We need to see that the time is drawing short for these people. If they were in an airplane and you knew the plane was going down, don't you think you'd want to hand them a parachute? Or at least, by God, show them where the parachute is. 
The time is drawing short. I don't know how else to get this across to people. I don't know how to wake people up, but the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now. He's telling you. You know, we can, we can sit here and, well, I'm taken care of and I'm going to rest. Some of you older folks are probably sitting there thinking, I'm glad there's a bunch of younger people here so they can do some of the work. I, my, I've worked all my life. They can handle some of it. You're wrong. You're wrong. Some of you younger ones are sitting there thinking, what in the world could I do? I don't know anything. How can I help somebody? You're wrong. Courtney, how long have you been saved? Five. How many people have you led to Jesus? Sarah, when did you get saved? How many people have you led to Jesus? How many people have you told about Jesus? I'm not trying to embarrass y'all. My point today is to tell you, your goal in this life is not to rest. That's not the purpose you're here. We get wrapped up in all of our, our worldly things, the things we got going on, the jobs and, and responsibilities we may have as a husband or wife or mother or father. We get so tied up in all that stuff, and all we want to do is just go rest, right? Man, I understand that. I've been there. I do it all the time. But you know what I could be doing is saying, you know what, there will be time for rest. There will be time for that. Right now, I, I might want to use my next four or five hours before I go to bed for something productive for the kingdom of God. You know, I might have had myself tied up all day working for somebody else. But you know what? I've got time right now. And that don't mean you can't spend time with your family. That don't mean you can't uh, do anything that you want to do. But what it does mean is don't be sitting there thinking, I sure wish I could just rest. Because this ain't the time for rest. This is the time for labor. This is the time for working for the kingdom of God. That is why you were called out of darkness. That is why you were called and chosen was to serve the mighty king, was to be his servant, the one that goes and does the harvesting. That is a privilege. We should treat it like one, not as a burden. It seems like a burden to the flesh, don't it? See, the flesh says, Oh, I'm just here we go again. I gotta do more work. And man, if I if I add one more thing onto my plate, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm not here to serve the flesh. I do, but that's not what I'm here for. You see. What I want you to do today, what I want you to understand and and kind of comprehend, some of you may not have thought of it in this way before, but the flesh is here to serve you. The flesh is your vehicle. That's what the flesh is. The flesh is just a means by which the Spirit can move around and interact. Right? Right? So quit serving the flesh. Don't become a a slave to the flesh. Don't become a servant to the one thing in this world that you should be your servant. 
Don't become a servant to Satan. Some of y'all are going to balk at that. You're going to say, wait a minute. I don't serve Satan. But I'm going to tell you something. If you're not on God's side, what side are you on? If you're not serving God, who are you serving? Even if it's unintentional. Even if you're not intending to serve Satan. If you're not furthering the kingdom of God, you're hindering it. If you're not doing the work God has for you to do, you're being anti-God. See, His purpose is for you to go and harvest. His purpose is for you to be moving out into the world and reaching people, showing them who Jesus is, telling them something about how great He is, what He's done for you. And you kids are thinking, I can't do that. Who am I going to go tell? Well, you spend all day in school with around nothing but a bunch of heathens. Some of y'all are thinking, I don't have nobody to tell. You spend all day in work around nothing but a bunch of heathens. Some of you wives are thinking, well, I don't even, I don't go to work. I stay home all day. I tend to my kids and I take care of the house. Does it take you all day to clean the house? Does it take you all week? Do do you have to spend every waking moment tending to that house? I'm not trying to say you're not busy. Don't get me wrong. I'm smarter than that. I've been married long enough to know better. But you can't tell me you don't have time to call somebody. You ain't got time to go see somebody, visit somebody, check on them. Look, get out there and know some people you don't already know, people. Find some people. See, you ain't going to save nobody here at church. You're not going to reach nobody here at church. This is not the harvest field. This is not the place that things have been uh, planted and where seeds need to be nourished. This is not it. The work is out there. A lot of times Christians get in the mindset of, I serve God on Sunday. I got six other days to do what I want to do, right? Y'all ever heard that? That is absolute foolishness. Y'all, I ain't mad at you today. It may, it may sound like I'm coming across that way. I'm not. I want you to wake up. I want myself to, to get out of that fleshly servitude and, and wake up and say, you know what? I got plenty of time for myself later on. I need to reach some people right now while they have time, while they have a chance. Harvest is great, but the laborers are few. That's going to stick in your mind because of what I'm about to say. I want you to. Next time, you may, not, you may choose today that, no, I'm not really wanting to be involved. And too many other things going on. But I want you to remember this. The next time there's an event going on with the church, the next time there's some purpose that we gather together in whatever capacity to reach somebody, you're going to remember the laborers are few. There's a handful of people. There's an old saying that says, 10% of the people do 90% of the work 100% of the time. 
That's not the way it should be. Look, I don't want to. I'm not. I know I keep saying this, guys. I'm not trying to come on, come down on you today. That's not my purpose. If anything, look, this is as much for me as it is you. We need to wake up. We've only got a little bit of time to reach some people. It may you may sit there and think, you know what? I'm only 15 years old. I've got the rest of my life to do what God wants me to do. I'm gonna spend some time doing what I want to do right now. That is the devil lying to you. You may be thinking, I'm 30 years old and thinking the same thing. It's the devil lying to you. He is trying to steal your reward. Do you understand that? He is trying to tell you, you've got plenty of time. But you ain't got nothing. You may not have tomorrow. And I don't want to scare you. I'm telling you the honest to God truth. You have no guarantee of anything except whatever time God gives you, and then you're going to die. That's it. So don't waste your time foolishly, thinking, I've got plenty of time to make up for that later on. See, the devil wants to take everything you got and wants to leave you with nothing. There's a lot of Christians today that Think, well, i got plenty of time. I'll serve God when I get a little older and don't have so much going on. You know, we stay so busy with the kids and doing this and that. I've got plenty of time to serve God later. We go to church. Ain't that good enough? Y'all, I'm here to tell you all today, the church is not what most Christians think it is. Y'all don't, y'all don't get me wrong now. Coming to church is great. I love y'all coming. I look forward to coming to church. But you know what this is? This is a refueling station. You know what? You know why you stop at a gas station? So you can keep going, right? That's just common sense. Nobody stops at a gas station and says, Hey, this is a nice place to live. I think I'll just stay right here. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? I don't know if y'all have ever seen a gas station that had a motel in it, but they're usually not very nice. Not a place I'd like to stay. My point is that this is your refueling station. You come back here, you get charged up. Why? Just to make it to the next time you can get some more gas? No. So you can go out there and go somewhere. Reach somebody. Just like Jesus sent those disciples. He said, go. Go tell them. Go show them the truth. Go, go let them know about me. You got work to do, people. And it ain't here. It ain't here. There's work to be done. You know, I'm sure if we were to poll everybody here today, we would find out that the people in this church cover just a huge area. There's no telling how big of an area we cover on a weekly basis. People go from outside the county, I mean, just all over the state. Think of that for a minute. 
How many people do you encounter that don't even live here in Kennard or Houston County? Think about that now. You have a reach much greater than you think you have. And do you know if you can impact one of those people, where does their reach go? How far do they travel throughout the week? Who all do they come in contact with? You know, you may see them on a regular basis, but what do they do when they're not around you? You see, your, your little seed that you plant and somebody else waters grows into this tree that reaches out to others and another seed is planted and another seed is watered and it grows into another tree before you know it because you were faithful in a little thing God takes that little thing, that little mustard seed, and it begins to grow into something magnificent. And your reward is bountiful because you chose to plant a seed, tend to it, nurture it, and let it grow into something that can be glorifying to God. You may think these little words that I say to somebody aren't going to really make any difference. But the thing is, you don't know how God's going to use it. It's not your responsibility to know how God's going to use it. And I want to encourage you a little bit. It may not sound like encouragement, but it is. I want to encourage you and say, you don't even have to worry about, am I planting or watering or harvesting? Just be obedient to God. He'll handle it. You see, when you hear that little, that little small voice inside saying, why don't you go talk to them? Invite them to church. Why don't you go give them a little something? Give them some money here. Why don't you take them some food? Or why don't you just, just say, I love you? That's God. He's, the Holy Spirit is trying to, trying to move on somebody and He's already prepared them. But when you quench the Spirit and say, not right now, that opportunity may just vanish. You see, you've got a small window. There is a very small window of opportunity, y'all. Some people have all their life. At the end of the life, they'll turn around and they, you know what, I need to follow God, and then they'll die the next week. That happens sometimes. But for the most part, that's all Movies. telling you you've got a small window. And for some people it may be too late. But you don't know. God may have put you in that location at the right time. And if you're tuning Him out, they may go to hell because of your lack of doing. Because you said, not today God, I just don't really feel like it. Man, I don't want to bring you down today, but if that's where you need to be, that's where you need to be. Now, some of y'all wanted to come in and hear something just to get y'all pumped up today, but I'm here to tell you, you should be pumped up. You should be pumped up. You should leave out of here saying, you know what, I'm going to work for God this week. And you, you know, a, a couple of days may go by and you forget about it. That's all right. You try. 
You've got to start trying somehow. Somehow you've got to break out of the old habits, the old flesh, set it aside and say, today it's one day at a time, you see. Today I'm going to live for God. Today I am going to try to listen to the Holy Spirit and speak to somebody that needs to be spoken to.